0: Hello, I'm Simon Powers, and welcome back, or welcome to the 330. In this week's episode, we have Admin Corner with Superintendent Dr. Nichols, interviewed by Elise. And we have Dylan, who interviewed some of our Italian foreign exchange students here at Cuyahoga Falls High School. Then we have gaming with Coleman Arthur and our special guest, Paul. And then join me and Julia with our weekly music review. Lastly, we have, of course our local news and our sports with Kobe and Coleman-Arthur. Enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to a very special segment on the 330. I'm Elise, and today in Admin Corner, I'm joined by the one and the only Cuyahoga Falls City School District Superintendent, Dr. Todd Nichols. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for
2: having me. Of course. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So we're talking about the new building we're getting. Um, Tuesday night was the big reveal. What are some of the features you're most excited about?
2: Well, uh in the big reveal it was um we're still in a stage of uh schematic design and estimating schematic design so um we showed bits and pieces of of what uh the new building will look like um in terms of educational spaces and and quite frankly that's probably what i'm most proud of uh 11 years ago when i came to the district we had started a um Uh, A facilities master plan uh, coordinating team and uh, the Ohio Facilities Construction Commission wasn't wasn't quite ready for us right in terms of uh, uh, co-funding the project Mm -hmm. Um, and that group was really taking a look at the building uh, as a traditional type of double-loaded corridor building that means a hallway with classrooms on both sides right and um, we halted that project at that, at that point in time to develop an educational vision. Okay. And so over the course of time, mm-hmm. um, we've developed that educational vision and this building um, is going to be much different than a double loaded corridor uh, traditional type of building. And frankly, that's what I'm most excited about because it has the, provides the opportunity and flexibility um to educate students in in um, cross-curricular ways um in less traditional standard deliver kind of settings lectures those kinds of things so i'm really most proud of the building being uh, designed for the vision that we have educationally than than really anything else
1: fair enough Alrighty, and this project has been years in the making, as you said. What is it like to finally see it all like slowly come together?
2: Uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing short of <laughs> exciting. Um, we are just in the. <laughs> right. I need to share with our community. We're just at the beginning <laughs> stages of <laughs> right. the heavy lifting, you know. Um, so people I know are anxious and eager, but the design process it take it, it takes a long time. Yeah. And so we we probably won't. Be breaking ground until this summer, sometime right. summer of twenty two, um, because the design process just takes that long, especially for a building that's this large. Right? It's a it's a huge project.
1: Alrighty, and then will there well hold on. will there be a lot of changes from the initial design to the finished product? No, yeah, project and okay. I'll read that line again just for progress for and gotcha. think about that. Good. Okay. <laughs> Um, where was I? Will there be a change from the initial design to the finished project? And how and why will the changes be made? What's the design process like from here on out?
2: Absolutely. I mentioned earlier that we are um, at, at the closeout of schematic design. Schematic design is your first approach at, at designing a building based on what all the input that the community, the staff, students, educational visioning, all of that have, have brought to the table. But. Then you go through an estimating process, essentially identifying how much that original design is going to cost, and it's always over, at 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 the beginning stages. It, it just always is, and so you have to make some adjustments uh, through design development phase, which is the next. We often refer to it as as DD phase, um, and in design development, we'll go through an estimating process of, uh, again and some of the design then will be tweaked as well it's all a matter of um getting the best bang for a buck but also staying within the budget limitations and uh uh, so yeah it's gonna change it's gonna change um a couple of times between now and and when we turn dirt right all
1: right and then What has been the most exciting thing about this process, and what are you most excited about that's still to come? I think we're going to talk about what you're most excited about for the most part.
2: Okay. Um, What I'm most excited about is, um, frankly, leading the district. This is my fourth project. It's my third OSCC project, and then I had one uh, locally funded project. This is my fourth Mm -hmm. project. And so what I'm most excited about is leading the district through this mammoth project that has been so desired for so many years and uh, seeing that come to fruition uh, cutting the ribbon when it's Mm -hmm. uh, when it's finally done and um, uh, having the performing arts center the black box the stadium and hopefully field house and and all of those kinds of things all attached you know in the same space on the same campus it's just going to be yeah, I'm 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 extremely excited about leading leading the district through that project.
1: Yeah. So there have been a lot of positives about the new building, but are there some negatives too? Um, there will be no track or soccer field for a few years. How will that affect the teams? Like, where are you planning on putting them? Like, all so on and so forth. You know what I
2: mean? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, there are some negatives that come right. with this. You know, we, we played our last soccer games on uh, Laybourne Field uh, last week. And uh, this track season, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be practice only on the track. We're not going to have any competition on the track because, you know, the, the, the track is not in good shape. Um, yeah. And there's no sense in putting a bunch of money into it at this point in time because it's, it'll go away in the summer. So um, in terms of soccer for the next three years, probably, next three seasons – um we're looking at at a couple of different options um within the within the district here mm-hmm. and building up those sites sill is a possibility um maybe um um maybe little black tiger stadium something like that there, there are right. a number of possibilities and we'll do whatever we have to do to bring in portable stands portable lights uh sound scoreboard etc etc mm-hmm. um to an uh, to make it a, a true varsity right. experience uh in terms of track um we'll have to look we'll have to find a place uh, a school district look nearby us that's willing to let us practice with them uh, for the next couple of seasons right. and so yeah they those are a couple of negatives but uh um but they're necessary negatives to to reach the end goal in the long run it'll right. Be worth it. Right.
1: right all right and then when is the new building planned to be up and running i know we- I don't even know if you know that yet. Yes, I do. Okay, look
2: at that. Well, we have a plan, you know, and <laughs> I, I will, I will um, add a caveat to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, uh, the plan is to move uh, sixth through eighth grade students into the facility uh, in 2024-2025 school year, and then move nine through 12 into the facility. Uh, in the in the uh, twenty five twenty six school year, um, the caveat that I'm going to throw in uh-huh. is when we talked about design, you know, and frankly, in the redesign, if it is situated on a site in in a way that we can build the building and 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 then uh, abate and demo Bullock after the building's built, if it's situated on a site in such in in that way. Right then we'd be able to move all students in all at the same time and hopefully, you know, be, a, you know, by the 25, 26 school year.
1: Right. So then um, do you know what they're doing with this building? I've heard lots of rumors. No. No? No, 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 so.
2: no decision has been made um, with this building or with anything pre-K through five. Yeah. That still. is all part of segment two okay. of the master facilities plan. And we will have to bring back – the, um, um, the the planning team um, within the district will have mm-hmm. to bring that planning team back probably three maybe four years from now as this as segment one comes to a close we'll have and to bring those th- bring those people back together so that we can take a look at segment two and make decisions uh, what the district wants to do pre K through five and with this facility
1: because we're gonna have all the schools then right open. From my understanding, right? Because we're all going to the it's all going to be at the ones the war Bullock's at. Right. So then, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of schools. Yeah, you'll have
2: Roberts and you'll have Bullock. um, you'll have Robert Bullock won't exist anymore. Oh
1: yeah, what am I talking about
3: Bullock? Yeah, yeah our school.
2: So you have Roberts that are, that, that is unoccupied and mm-hmm. and essentially this building that's unoccupied, the high school current high school that's unoccupied, okay. and so decisions that need to be made um, right. with regard to those facilities, and then also what you, what the district wants to do educationally pre K mm-hmm. through five
1: yeah it's a lot all righty and i got the last one so what is the next milestone like in the project
2: next milestone all right so first of all you're going to see a fence go up around newberry in the next couple of weeks Mm -hmm. Um, then we are going to abate and what that means is taking all the asbestos and all of those kinds of um, hazardous uh, materials out of the building Uh, then we're going to have an auction uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, of the items that are inside of Newberry. And then we're going to demo um, Newberry. And so those are, those are the next milestones that you're going to see. Uh, also, we would be at the end of estimating with regard to schematic design mm-hmm. and start moving into design development phase. Um, and with that, then we'll have furniture fairs for, uh, for our staff And uh, students and community be able to come in and take a look at the different types of furniture we can get with the package and so on and so forth. So those are really, really uh, next steps that you would see, uh, that the public will see. And then behind the scenes, um, all the estimating will be done and moving into the DD phase
1: alrighty well I think that was about it alright thank you for your time I appreciate it thank you so can't much can't wait to see it eventually alright alright right all
2: right. All right. I'll come all back right. and do it again of course yeah later
4: <laughs> thank you
5: alright so we're gonna start out by just introducing yourselves
4: hi I'm Francesca I'm Elena I'm
2: Elias
4: and we are all from Italy yes
5: so I'm meeting today with foreign exchange students from Italy in the um, who are all transferred into the Fall School District Um, And we have questions today, if that's all right with you. Um, What is it like in Italy compared to here?
4: Everything is better. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say better. It's just really different, I think.
6: Yeah, especially mm, the food, the relationship with the family members. uh, Like we are closer than here, I think. And also the social life, like we have a lot of occasion to, uh, like, for social events and to talk with other people but I don't think that American people have.
5: Yeah. So I think we're all familiar with, like, the movie or television adaptation of, like, what Italy is like, but is it, like, is it really kind of that overall feeling?
4: Okay, I have a really oh. good idea on that. I think that it's always shown like the best part of Italy. Like the best part is really like movies or TV series or books. It's li- it's really like this. It's just that it's not always like this. I would say it's real just for certain point.
5: It's for certain points. I mean, it makes sense. Um, you, so how long you've been here for?
7: I'm the first one who comes here. I've been here for two months and one week. That's
4: one week. For me, it's like less than two months, like more than one month and a half, just less than two
6: months. Mm, I think I'm here for from one month and a half to.
5: And I know you'll be here until June. Yeah. You leave in.
4: I'll be here until June. Until June. Change on me that.
5: Me okay, I thought that it was different when you leave. No. Um. So, do you have the option to come back?
7: I would like to come back for getting a diploma here, because ha- you have to do two years of high school, but I also want the Italian diploma for getting a university in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I'm still thinking about it, but I think I'm gonna go back, and maybe I'm gonna come back after the university and after I graduate.
6: Yep, but we have the chance to come back here maybe. Uh, of course, we have to come back after this year and like do another visa yeah, and then we come come back here but like for college or after college
4: yeah. like we have the option it's just not really common to choose that
6: yeah I mean we have Would five you?
7: years of high school in
5: Italy Th- so and five yep.
7: yeah so we are doing our <laughs> fourth year here, <laughs> and <laughs> once we uh, go no back no we, no need no. we need that's to do one more year so that's a bit much and we study not like here. We're Just not. Frances, cut, cut, cut. Just speaking fact.
6: Yeah, it's pretty much difficult. Yeah, here. it's hard. Like, to be honest.
5: Yeah, um, is it more modern here than it is in
4: Italy? Yes. Yeah. I would say the school is like you have a lot more activities.
7: I mean, it's not more modern. It's just the way you live. It's completely different. So something like for us, this class, or where you're doing it here now, it's impossible to have in Italy. Like yeah. in the school, something there is not just open a book and study 200 page. It's not like we don't do that.
6: Yeah, we stay like in the chair for five hours because we do five hours a day, like every day of the week. We don't stay I in the schools. Yeah, <laughs> she <does> six.
4: Had <laughs> the six too. Mm.
6: <laughs> sure. Every
4: day,
7: same class, same yeah, person. Same
6: class, we don't have to move from one class to another, the teacher moves, and we have to sit in the chair, we don't do like extra activities, we just read and... No sports, no yeah, a labs. Lot of tests. Like you can do that, so just not
4: with the school. Yeah, yeah But you don't have but time, kind of because school takes too much time. Yeah. I used to dance, and I just had to leave that, because I was like, okay, I need to study 200 pages, and I have to have dance. What yeah. do I uh, choose? I choose my future or dance.
6: I left ballet for yeah. studying. It's like memories like in
4: class, like uh, all the dance. Six hours a
6: day of study yeah. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm.
5: And that's awful. I <laughs> just want to <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah.
6: That's because really not good.
7: <laughs> go to school, come back, study, go to bed, and every day is the same.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's um, oof. Okay, <laughs> 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 sorry. <laughs> so I think I'll save my Italian visit for after high school. Yes, <laughs> yes. Then come we
7: just like we don't go to work. Like you, like I know that a lot of teenagers has work like when yeah. you're 16 Hold and 17. On. We don't like a lot of people take their first work like after the university.
4: Yeah.
7: They don't work until like yeah. 25 years old. Yeah, until like 25. Old. What?
4: Yeah, because
6: we're. Really. I used to work, but it's like work. a
4: really strange thing mm-hmm. to do when you're a teenager. Also, because work is more like like you regulated. can find one
7: person on 10 that has a job before the 18 years. And it's usually it's common. like a really easy job. Yeah, it's easy job. Maybe you do
4: like babysitter or something like that, but it's not like a job with mm. like
5: <laughs> right. Yeah. I get what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> 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 like uh. um I with, I with my hands. <laughs> Was it hard adapting to English and or American culture? Mm. I
8: think
7: like for us we come from Europe, so it's easier like i did with mm, an exchange student from thailand and i can see like the f- first months for her everything was new so for us like it's not that different obviously there are some differences, like Eliasol, like Like
5: chipotle no yeah i love oh that God, I
7: yeah. want anyone yeah. in italy please yeah, <laughs> we had a
5: whole conversation about this yeah last okay. <laughs> <laughs> so
7: i love it but i i mean i didn't have any problem for yeah, Get into American not actual culture. problem,
6: like people are just... <laughs> don't
7: look at me, I just <laughs> Like people are... <laughs> like,
6: okay. in Italy everyone is more, like, it's actually less cold. I come from the south, so I don't know. Like here people are more cold, I notice than where I live and...
4: They're just less, well, They don't
6: have the, you know, the physical... The Oh yeah, that's, that's like so sad. Anything's I need I Everyone, content, and yeah. here. everyone is like... <laughs> like <laughs> if you ask someone no. they're gonna
7: think when you meet them. someone and just say
4: I, I don't love
6: you yeah, it's I just like it's need to argue like when you meet yeah. someone in Italy you go like yeah we we have to touch each other <laughs> yes
7: <Yeah. laughs> we yeah, so wanna feel the people cause we love like stay with people
6: yeah
5: some people are like that and, some, and then others are just like no, no sorry <laughs> yeah, <it's more> <laughs> please don't get any yeah. closer to me <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like stay <laughs> away <laughs> yeah, like no. I mean uh, I kind of experienced the same thing because I grew up in a school not like this one. It was a private school where I was around the same people for um, five, six years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, after doing that so many days, I mean, you walk in, you give your best friend a hug, and then you just start reading, and then you get here. You okay. start here, and then um, everyone's just like, yeah, don't get any closer to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who you are. Please don't touch me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, I it's, um, I guess it could be a struggle. Did you guys um, start to, did you guys like study in English in Italy?
4: No. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. She did. <laughs> I'm one. proud of that. I
7: mean, um, the diffe- the big difference is, diffe- oh. different, oh, I forgot English now. <laughs> Anyways, like.
4: <laughs> <laughs> did you study English? I forgot uh, English. I
7: English. <laughs> uh, we start English when we are like in elementary school, obviously yeah. we just learn like number and color. But we start when we are like six years old and but it depends, like we have different types of high school we not like here. We can choose the high school that we want. And in each of them there are different subjects. But English is like mantra in all the school. So basically all of our study. I mean I have like three hours of English every week.
6: Yeah, like me and Elena goes to a- I have five. More like a linguistic high school. Like I study English, French, Spanish, German, and <laughs> of course Latin and Italian and she is like how he says of course like it's just
5: yeah, a default. Course, i like know like english <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's all i know
4: no it's just like here you choose your high school and the high school you choose the subject in italy you have to choose the type of high school you're going to and you're not going yeah, to choose the inside. subject inside
6: like there's a, a schedule for the high school and it's already yeah like i mean I everyone mean has like one or two subjects. Yeah.
7: there are different. like i do english uh, german french yeah ec- um business and administration do business. and law and Other subjects they don't do, but like
4: I do do biology, chemistry, physics because I do like a scientific school.
5: Mm, I see,
7: like, we all have math, but for her, it's like
4: more difficult. For me, it's not difficult. Like, his English is difficult than mine, mine. it just depends.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think like you've gained more experience just from being here?
4: Wait, experience in what in English? Oh, Uh, okay, (laughs) okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Someone has <to>
6: say.
4: Yes.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely.
5: What was like? I know it's hard to pinpoint, but what was like the hardest part of um, like our language to learn?
3: Okay. Mm.
4: Okay. Growing yeah. up, it was grammar, I think, yeah. because it's just something completely new for you. We have a completely different grammar. From English because we speak a Latin language and you speak more of a like German sound language, but now here the problem is like the slang and the vocabulary thing.
7: In Italy, like Europe, we still British English.
6: Yeah,
4: and it's different.
7: Like maybe people (laughs) think that it's not different, (laughs) but it is. Like cookies and biscuits. We study biscuits are cookies, but here, if you say biscuits, you're not talking about yes, cookies. Yes, my
4: host mom was making fun of me because yeah, I called me the too. chips, <laughs> I called them crisps, and she was like, oh, they are crisps. Yeah, my host
7: <laughs> mom too. Like, a lot What's of that? And then I I realized that you grew up studying grammar, and we don't talk like a lot at school in English. It's more like study and write. Yeah. And then when you come here, you just have to talk, and in your mind, you... Ad- like, at the beginning, you go, like, okay, grammar rules, I have to say this, this, this. And then you start talking, and it becomes, like, natural.
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't even, like, imagine going somewhere else and trying to learn a different language. I would die. Like, I can't even. I, I think I, I did, like, I took a French class for, like, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, like, yeah, That's no. me in like, school. He's, like, <laughs> sorry, no. mm <clears throat>
4: That's me middle
5: school. <laughs> um, was it like... Was it difficult to make the decision to come here?
4: We have t- three completely different okay. experiences on yeah,
6: that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so i always wanted to do this experience, so I was like, since I was five years old, like, that it was really... wanting to do the <laughs> experience and uh, so it was not like a difficult decision for me because I was like yeah I really want to do this but sometimes like during the whole process like there's some things like the visa and some tests uh, and something that we call the application form and these things are really hard and takes a lot of time so sometimes I really thought about like, don't doing anything, because that was really hard. But then, I mean, I continued doing everything that was worth it.
4: Okay. What was that? <laughs> the, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know. Like, my experience, I think, was kind of different, because I, like, didn't thought about that till the third year year of high school. And I was like, hmm. There's the experience that I can do. I'm just going to say that to my parents. And I just, like, propose without saying I want to do this or I don't want to. I just said, okay, I'm going to propose them that I'm going to start doing my research and whatever. And they were like, oh, no, you didn't understand. You're going to do this. I don't care if you want. You're going to do this.
5: You're going, sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> you're bye-bye. You're
4: going. <laughs> bye I don't bye, care. No. You're going. So they really helped me a lot during the application and whatever, but sometimes I really felt like leaving all of this. Right. Like, I didn't have my family till the 16th of August, thanks to her. And before I was really like, oh, I'm not going to the U.S. Like, why I said yes to this? Mm-hmm. So.
7: I started thinking about doing exchange year when I was like six years old. And I've always asked my parents for let me go but um, I had a lot of problems for camps here because I chose like an Italian agency first and it didn't went good with them so I was like I wanna give up I don't wanna go and my parents were like we're not gonna force you if you wanna do that go if you don't want you don't have to but it was my dream so I said okay I'm gonna do it and whatever I was lucky. I mean, I was one of the luckiest because I got my family like on May. So I was sure to come here before the school in Italy had. So I was pretty sure and
4: I don't know. Yeah, had worse, a really bad experience with an Italian agency first, like it was really bad. When I found my agency, I was like... like
7: ours, we all mm, live with the same one, so.
4: And I was like, oh, do I really want to do that? From the start again mm-hmm. and my mom said yes you need to like if you want to come there you need just to start from again yeah
7: and we were talking about this like 20 minutes ago we <laughs> started doing our application like all the stuff that you have to find for doing change year, like one, one years year ago in this I had the story of yeah me too of
4: yeah, me
7: my mean, check one year sometimes <laughs> like the longest part is Doing all the take all the paper and go to the doctor yeah, and visa and yeah. come here. Moments. It's the easy in part. part yeah, stay here is so the easiest part.
4: Like just get on the plane and that's it. But before, yeah. it's a nightmare. And then it's so
7: stressful because, like she said, you, if you don't have a family before the 30,
4: 30, 30 August thirty, 30? you're not uh-huh. gonna
7: leave. So you're and our um, school in Italy start like on ten.
4: Yeah, ten September. Yeah, something 11. like that. So you're uh-huh. like
7: i'm gonna leave i'm not gonna leave i'm gonna leave i'm not gonna leave you're like huh i don't
4: know like this year with covid and everything has been really hard to find families not like families but school yeah when upset like for example i live in portage lake i should go to coventry but coventry won't upset us because of covid and whatever Mm -hmm. so we were like really lucky me and my other girl (laughs) to have her mom saying okay you can come to calder falls because i and wouldn't. Why hey. you did.
5: <laughs> <laughs> do you regret it at all? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes.
7: <laughs> no. Sometimes. Um,
5: Wait. What do you? Just say that. If you regret it.
7: Say your truth. Can you say it in Italian? Because it doesn't understand it. se ti sei hai ti sei rimangiato questa cosa cioè si si ti pentito? I'm lost. So feel free to fill
5: me in at any time.
7: I didn't. Sometimes, uh, when I was in Italy, I was like, I'm going to miss my family, I'm going to cry, and I'm going to miss my Italian life. I miss my Italian life. I don't miss my family, but it's (laughs) not like... (laughs) No, no, wait, wait, I have to explain (laughs) this. I don't miss them at all. I don't (laughs) miss them at all. No, it's like, I know they love me, I love them, and they know that this is my my dream, and it's not going to last 10 years, it's going to last 10 months. So, I just need to live my life here, and they're still gonna love me when I go back. They're still love me now, and I still love them. So, it's just, I'm gonna, I'm just trying to leave here. Like, my dad gets so mad last week because he didn't call them or text for 10 days. <laughs> he was like, Hey, do you remember you have a family in Italy? I was like, Oh, no. I'm sorry. Do <laughs> you remember? Oops. No. So You're too I, busy
5: at Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, too busy in <laughs> Chipotle.
7: And I am, I don't regret it. Like, I'm happy to be here with all the up and down but i'm happy to be
4: here yeah. i yeah. had a really bad moment like this week because i needed to choose if staying like four months or 10 months and it was like i have to choose between staying here or go back and i was like okay this is kind of hard and i really thought about that like they know on many times i cried yesterday <laughs> four times <laughs> <laughs> and i miss my family i like, miss my life, my habits, but I know that this is my place. Yeah. Like this is the place that I know I want to be here at this moment.
6: yeah nice. This moment yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Not in the future. <laughs> Not in the
6: future, <laughs> but just
5: right now. Right, right now. Just right now. Yeah. Well that is all the questions that I have. Oh,
9: okay. Today on the gaming segment, we brought a very special guest on board to talk about something very special. Introducing Paul Means. Hey what's up? Hi, Paul Means. How are you doing today?
8: I'm all right. Um, you can just call me Paul. You don't need to call yeah. me Paul Means. It's like, yeah. I,
9: just, you know, the epic introduction. Yeah, epic the introduction. kings need both <laughs> names introduced. So I would like to discuss something very special that happened in the past week that I know that you are were very excited about. Oh, you yes. and I both. Oh, okay. And that is very popular video game character, Sora. Being added to the very popular Nintendo crossover fighting game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, dude.
8: When Matt, when I saw the presentation, because I was watching um the presentation for Smash Bros. uh when he was introducing the new character. I was watching it during my third period class, which is like acting. Um, and we had we were like in the middle of performing our monologues. Someone else was performing like their monologue, and I just had my phone like kind of um hidden like watching this because I was like, Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And when I saw that keyblade, I like in I had to internally freak out because uh, I couldn't just like st- but if like if this was something like in a Nintendo Direct at my house or something, I would I would have been screaming at the top of my lungs like I did when the game first got announced. I like it was insane when I saw that it was actually it was sora because i just kingdom hearts i okay i have a confession i never actually played through all of the kingdom hearts games but sora is still really freaking cool because kingdom hearts is a great great franchise i plan on playing through them now especially since <laughs> season smash but just yeah i never played through the games like legit myself though
9: yeah it, it's generally interesting because when i when when i was watching the reveal trailers i was actually like very nearby in the studio. I was actually over in the conference room, conference room here. I was watching it with other people here in the studio, being Simon and uh, Gavin Harris. Mm. We we were watching it. We were all in there, and <laughs> same reaction as you did when we saw the Mickey emblem on the keyblade. Like, mm. We just knew it was like it was Sora. I was like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so insane because like having him just be the final character was probably the best move they could have made because he was such an Im- right. he was such it was like the impossible addition with all the with all the cooperation that had to go down to get his inclusion because with
8: like the whole debacle with Disney oh. and Square Enix and all that all of the years of saying Disney would never let it happen <laughs> they, they, they would never i just like there was a slight chance when i saw cloud came into smash 4 i was like well, maybe but this like i was like nah disney would never let that happen but did you see like the amount of censorship that they did like they don't let they don't let a trace. besides the mickey emblem they don't let a trace of disney like show i'm surprised
9: (laughs) they even cut that mickey emblem i'm surprised they
10: just like all
8: cut off like it's that's where all of their money that's where all their budget went to was getting that little mickey emblem on the character (laughs) It wouldn't be the the keyblade (laughs) without it right they like it was funny because Sakurai even said, like, they didn't have um, any budget. Like, like, they barely had any budget for it. And it was probably all because, like, it's Disney money. Like, <laughs> it's that Disney money. It's on-
9: It's honestly just... It's just insane, dude. Like, there were definitely other picks I would have picked over Sora. Like, characters from, I don't know, like Capcom games. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really even played Kingdom Hearts ever in my life, but I know just how just how popular of a request he was because he was the number one requested fighter according to the Sakurai himself when yeah. he presented it in the Smash ballot.
8: Yeah, that was that was crazy because I, I I originally thought that like the fighter ballot winner was like Bayonetta because she was the last fight she was the last one added to Smash Four, but like even seeing like just seeing that he was the number one most requested fighter from that ballot all those years ago and now he's the final addition to Ultimate is really cool. And yeah, I mean, like again, like you said there there are some other picks I probably would have picked over Sora too, but um like I personally my my both my prediction and my biggest wish was a undertale or Deltarune rep um specifically if i had to choose one it would be chris from Deltarune, like the newer ones but i mean just any undertale character would have been so awesome in smash but you know we got the Sans me costume so that's good enough i think <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's good enough you think
9: yeah and looking back and you know like looking back at the ballot, we we now know that their intention for the ballot, like they picked they obviously picked a couple of characters that were highly voted in the ballot, but now we know that the ballot was mainly to kind of prepare the base roster for Ultimate, because a lot of the most requested fighters for the Smash Ballot were included in Ultimate. So it was kind of like more so to set the foundation for the next Smash Brothers game rather than to just include it in the main, like
8: base game. Yeah, I I thought about that. DLC. Right. I mean, it was it was very funny because like i remember when ultimate first got announced he was like sakurai even said like don't expect too many new fighters this time around and we got like 20 yeah some of like the best new fighters we've ever seen because i mean like i'll be honest it, this, this game ultimate they got it got me into new games um too like uh i ain't ever heard of joker before <laughs> smash bros but now i'm like I actually got and played through a little, like, not all of it, because that is a long game, but I have played through a good amount of Persona 5 now, and it is, it's very good. Like, Me as well. I like, I like Persona 5. And then, um, I don't know. I just, Fighter Pass 2 especially, like, it's just kind of, um, like, all the different characters kind of just seem like characters I would have been pretty interested in too. Like, I mean Sora, I like I like Kingdom Hearts, um Era and Mithra, like, Xenoblade 2 took like I, I got stuck at a good point, so I haven't played it in a minute. But it's uh still a good game and I like those characters. And do I even need to explain why I love Steve so much?
9: Yeah. <laughs> no, it literally broke Twitter. It did.
8: it did. Steve just broke Twitter when he got announced. It was it was so funny um but like yeah no i think i had when I, I i just distinctly remember when i was little having a little bit of an obsession with mario at, at one point and like immediately after my mario obsession ended for pretty much the rest of my childhood it was minecraft so seeing steve from minecraft and mario in the same game is just still mind-boggling <laughs>
9: Those beloved interactions, and speaking of Fighters Pass Two, and Fighters Pass One, both Fighters Passes, the fact that we got Hero from Dragon Quest in Fighters Pass One and Sephiroth from Final Fantasy in Fighters Pass Two, seeing two Square Enix characters already represented in each past, that already, that already, that even made Sora even less likely because the amount of Square Enix representation was already starting to kind of overshadow the deal—not overshadow the DLC, but I think it's had. We've seen that it reached its like limit ironically get it. you know the final fantasy um, i get it but <laughs> but yeah seeing we now have four square enix characters in smash which from is... which i think is i think maybe the largest third party representative in smash in terms of character character wise
8: yeah i mean i even remember like sort of predicting another final fantasy character at one point because like i just remember once ultimate first came out even like now if you just play the base game without any of the DLC. You can see that just Cloud exists with two music tracks from <laughs> from Final Fantasy, but then Sephiroth got added and just added a whole bunch more. And just the music from Final Fantasy is some of my favorite like music, like video game soundtracks. Um, so I just like I loved seeing. Uh, I I just remember like there are so many good songs from the Final Fantasy series. They could do so much more, but they only have the two, like, battle songs from Seven with Cloud. Um, there's just... Um, I, I just remember predicting that there was going to be another character, but I could have never expected Sephiroth. Like, that... Um, he still has the best reveal trailer, by the way. <laughs> it was still... Um, Sephiroth's reveal trailer is really cool. All of the reveal trailers are sick.
9: I, just, I love how it imitated Advent Children that's probably the best thing about several australia is that literally Mm -hmm. it was like a love letter to final fantasy fans
8: yeah i mean like i only know final fantasy because of my dad (laughs) 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 i mean i mean i would i wouldn't have gotten into it if it weren't for my dad he just kind of like um he got me into final fantasy he played through seven right in front of me and like um i have a thing with games with older graphics. It's just I don't know. I have like a thing against them. I don't know. Don't like nothing against them, but like I have a thing where I just I can't sit down and play through a whole RPG if it's PS1 graphics. Exactly. It's just I don't know. But I plan on playing through remake at some point, 7 remake, but um he played through 7 right in front of me and it was just like really cool. Some of the things were really cool, but I could never do it myself. Um but then he like I think when I was um, more of a kid. That's, uh, it was around when 13 came out, Final Fantasy 13, and it's both of 13 sequels, 13, two, it's such a weird name, Final Fantasy 13, two, but, um, I've heard weirder titles. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I played through 13 and 13, two and all of them cause they had amazing graphics for its era. Like it looked like an Xbox one game on the three sixty. <laughs> it was really good. It sure did. Um but I uh I played through 13 and 132 great games. Great games. 132 is still my favorite Final Fantasy.
9: Absolutely. Absolutely excellent titles all in their own right. It's mm-hmm. just It's just yeah, man, just honestly seeing seeing Smash Bros to this day from where it started over 20 years ago on the N64 from just a 12 character game that is now we literally have like 89 characters that is like it's just so insane to see how big smash brothers has grown into to see this just big gaming empire i guarantee you if nintendo were to ask any game company to have their character be featured in smash they would say yes without a second thought
8: yeah like that's very true it went from like can we have your character to it went from like can we have your character in this fighting game to um do we want this fighting do we want this character in our fighting game (laughs) like it's just like um do we want it or like can we have it like it it went from one to the other it was really funny um but no like yeah smash is just it became such a great great game even series like i mean melee still holds up to this day too um i don't see anyone going back and playing the wii u or 3ds versions but (laughs) um i um like even i I think ultimate is i mean very obvious but i think ultimate is just definitely the best in the franchise because like controls are super smooth and the roster is you know everybody (laughs) uh like but even like it's really cool even when you first get the game you have eight characters and then the more i mean unless you buy the dlc with it but um then it just like the more you play you keep unlocking more and more and it just evolves into a roster of 89 characters and it's just like it takes so long i mean it takes so long to get everyone even though i me and my brother got the entire roster within like 24 hours but we don't talk about that (laughs) it was that was that was a fun weekend
9: (laughs) It's fair to say I think most most smash games definitely have something that makes you want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Smash 64 has the nostalgia, Melee has the incredibly fast the incredibly fast gameplay and
8: and, and the... the
9: great graphics at the time. Brawl has that awesome Subspace Emissary story oh, mode. Yeah. It had the best single player campaign out of all the, all the games. Smash for Wii U. I mean, while Ultimate is essentially a bigger foundation of it, mm-hmm. there's like Ultimate ultimate really wouldn't exist without s- smash for wii u so it's got smash tour <laughs> it's got smash best smash, smash.
8: best smash smash game
9: forget sora and smash smash tour smash
8: tour we need like we need like a new smash tour dlc for ultimate cancel sora Frickin add me. smash tour it's like trying to be an answer to mario party but it's just not it yeah. sucks it's, it's, <laughs> it sucks i tried so hard smash I literally... run on 3ds was so much better like why couldn't they just make that the more because wii u was definitely the bigger one even though 3ds was huge because it's smash on the go for the first time ever um the wii u was definitely the bigger version but smash like 3ds actually got the better stuff i think because um smash run was so much better than smash tour and then <laughs> The Pac-Man map. I just remember the Pac-Man. Pac-Man.
9: No. Oh, the 3DS. Yeah, Pac Maze. Oh yeah, Pac Maze. Yeah, that was
8: so much better. And then like, I think Wii U got got Pac Land. Yeah, Wii U got Pac Land. It was was so so much worse. (laughs) It was garbage. I I don't know. Like 3D. i feel like the 3DS version just got so much better stuff than the Wii U. Yeah.
9: The, The 3DS, like the thing is, the 3DS has like better modes, better like. Better, better modes, better ways to do it. But the Wii U is how you want to play the game because right. you like because it has better controls and you can play it on a screen bigger than a sticky note.
8: <laughs> it did, yeah, it did have a eight player though, which was very huge for the for the time. Eight player Smash.
9: But you know, despite all that, it still does have some homageship to go back to, especially especially if you especially if you're upset that Cloud and Bay that got nerfed like pretty bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
8: Oh yeah, no cloud. Um, cloud and Wii U was prime. <laughs> I remember like maining him, and then just being ashamed that I mained him because it was just there was no skill because Cloud was just so broken.
9: <laughs> and then Bayonetta came and just mm-hmm. her, but then
8: him out I just the but then I said screw both of them. I'm gonna main Corrin, <laughs> which I still do. I kind of still Manic main Corrin. <laughs> I still do like to play Corrin man of culture even though i'm i'm mostly i'm mostly main uh joker though joker's really sweet but i mean i still like to go back
9: to i think we can i think we can definitely conclude that sora is definitely the perfect finale for smash ultimate and what, what whatever whatever smash Goes from here, whether they decide to make a soft reboot of the franchise, or main, or even just keep porting Ultimate to future Nintendo systems, like whatever they decide to do with the series going forward, I definitely think that. I definitely think that Sakurai, putting in all all these all this hard work into both Smash for three DS Wii U and Ultimate, really all the Smash games, but for the past like for the past decade, he's been just doing nonstop Smash. But he part. deserves a vacation. He deserves <laughs> he deserves a vacation and. Hopefully, hopefully, if like, hopefully when slash if Smash Brothers does continue, if it has a new director because it most likely will, mm-hmm. hopefully he can find somebody that will be willing to kind of take the foundation and hopefully take Smash Brothers in not like a completely new direction, but mainly take it into a direction where the series can still feel fresh because we're, we're pretty, it's 99% likely, we're still going to get Smash Brothers games because Smash Brothers is kind of yeah. too big of a franchise to like just send off completely, but I guarantee you we're not going to get another Smash game with this amount of characters ever again. Yeah,
8: well, Yeah, I mean, like, I sat there and thought about it, and I could not figure out where Smash would go from here. Like, Ultimate is literally just, like, the... It's...
9: Like the swan song. Of the series. It's
8: just the best... Like, it's got everybody. The only way I think they could do, uh, make it any better is every map along with it, but, like it's still like you got every single character yeah. it's some it feels weird use. asking for more first of all and um just i ungrateful <laughs> no, you <yeah. I'm> just... <laughs> ungrateful i mean twitter um <laughs> but um it just feels weird asking for more first of all and then it just you don't know where it could go from here though like it's just this is the ultimatum <laughs> no pun intended (laughs) well i think we i think we both
9: can agree and all the listeners can agree that wherever smash brothers does go from here we can definitely agree that this right here will be the peak of smash brothers
8: for sure just yeah sora
9: (laughs) hashtag thank you sakurai for giving us for giving us a whole decade mm-hmm. of Smash Brothers and giving us some of the best characters we could have ever asked for. Yes. And thank you, Paul, for coming on here to talk about Smash Brothers with me. Of game.
8: course. Just talking about video games for yeah. like 20 minutes. Amazing. Everybody,
9: everybody, do us both a favor. Be sure to check out Paul's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash astro with a zero the gamer. Yes. Again, that is twitch.tv slash ASTR Zero the Gamer. Check out his Twitch. He does awesome live streams, and I think he you will be most likely entertained. Most this. likely. Most likely. <laughs> I, I don't know.
8: Please, I only get like two viewers per stream. And yeah, per yeah, stream. He, yeah. He he
9: he is a very underrated streamer. Check him out. He deserves all the he deserves all the views he can get. Well, thank you, thank you very and much. Thank you well. for having me as well. Thank you everybody <laughs> for tuning into this gaming segment of the Three Three Zero podcast. We will see you all very
0: soon. Hello, I'm Simon Powers.
3: And I'm Julia McDonnell. And you're listening, listening to, to the 330s Three 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 O's O's Music O's. Review.
0: Today on our segment, we'll be talking about the singer John Legend. Or you may know him as the singer behind the songs All of Me, like I'm Gonna Lose You, or Love Me Now.
3: Being born and raised in Springfield, Ohio, John Legend may be one of the most famous musicians to come out of Ohio.
0: John Legend has many different achievements, including 36 different awards from the past 15 years.
3: John Legend has also done some very honorable performances, such as being one of the artists from around the world to partake in singing the song Imagine from the 2021 Summer Olympics, or singing Feeling Good at the inauguration of President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris.
0: Legend has also shown his Ohioan roots on multiple occasions by showing his pride for Ohio State University.
3: He once helped narrate a trailer for Ohio State's National Championship game in 2021, and has also been seen celebrating Ohio State's victory against Michigan by setting his daughter on his shoulders, running around chanting, we won.
0: He also has helped Ohio by partnering with the city of Springfield to find a solution to the city's food desert problem in March of 2020. And on top of that, he held a surprise concert for the families of victims in Dayton mass shooting, which is just about 30 minutes outside of his hometown.
3: If you're interested in music by John Legend, you can search his name into streaming platforms such as Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube to listen to more. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Simon Powers. And I'm Julia McDonald. And, and you, you just, just listen listened to the 330's, 330's music review. review.
9: Welcome back to another local news and events segment here on the 330. Today we are joined by Kobe Slessor.
10: Glad to be here.
9: Glad to be here indeed, bro. So we've got some. Recent stories that don't seem to be all too fantastic. We yeah. should probably
10: discuss them. Yeah, we probably should.
9: Yeah, probably should. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably should. It doesn't have to be a guarantee or anything, but we probably. No, we could probably
10: just stop and just go, just like forget the whole. We could thing. just put this down and just like play it off for next week or something. Yeah, let's, let's just
9: do that. So apparently, a man, a man, died days after an apparent intervention shooting in a car on Ohio Route Eight in Akron. Oh no.
10: Tell me more about that.
9: Yeah, so apparently it was a 19-year-old man that died, and two other men have been charged following Thursday night incident involving an apparent mishandled gun at about 11.30 p.m.
10: Oh, dear. Well, kids, this should be a lesson. Uh, don't use guns. Yeah. Know your constitutional rights, but also use common sense.
9: The person mishandling the gun was named Jonathan Lucas, and Tavian Alford was the one of the men charged according <coughs> to the acting police. And apparently at some point, Lucas pulled out the gun, and while handling it, the gun apparently went off and accidentally struck struck Tavion in the head.
10: Well, he, he's very smart. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, and the injured man was taken to Summit Health County Hospital, or Summit Health Akron City Hospital for treatment, and he was in criminal critical condition until he died from his injury Saturday night.
10: Jeez, I bet he probably couldn't do that, even if he tried 100 <laughs> times after that.
9: Yeah, just come back to life each time.
10: Oh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, because you said he, as he was pulling it out, he head the other guy. And I'm like, how in the world is that possible? I bet he couldn't do that even if he tried a hundred times. Like, if he tried.
5: <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah. On another story, there is, is an employee shortage that is impacting Medina City Schools. Employee shortage with kind of employees uh apparently from the seam of it it seems to be lunch helpers and school janitors
10: school janitor i don't think it's i don't think it would be that hard to conjure up some janitors and as for like lunch people you can just ask your aunt susie to put on a hairnet and just give some food to some brats i mean i mean children i said children not brats (laughs) oh my gosh and
9: apparently we uh, yeah superintendent Aaron Staples spoke Monday about the employee shortage and how it has affected the district in recent months. Hmm. And he shared that it's been a real challenge this year and has impacted the districts and how certain members and administrators work. Oh dear. Explained that when looking to hire or getting to help, getting the help in filling positions, they face a challenge. And the challenge is like you know, like many positions within the district require require people to get fingerprinted, and other jobs require special training.
10: Why would you need special training to clean up stuff? Probably because you're in a
9: you're in finger, a district and also
10: fingerprinting. Finger what if you just like accidentally just like I don't know. Anyway, I don't cut this out, Jeff.
9: <laughs> yeah. And our final story for today: there an there were ne- neglected dogs that were removed from the neglected like dogs.
10: Residence. Gosh, it hurts just hearing that sentence. A
9: yeah. resident in the 7300. 7300- block of hemlock road was cited for animal cruelty on september 12th when police received calls of two large dogs being caged in a man's backyard the dogs were found bleeding ah. with, with no water and little food in oh a 10 it by 10 cage
10: that. oh my god
9: reports noted the smell of feces was
10: overbearing
9: <laughs> The dogs were Please, removed from bro, the property. What did the
10: dogs do to you? You can't <laughs> handle doing dogs. Why'd you get them in the first place?
9: The man that made the, that put them in that misery, was cited for illegal firearm possession on September 10th when police investigated a sp- suspicious vehicle in the parking lot of a Rockside Road hotel.
10: Dude, Americans should just ban guns. We don't need them. Only, Only the military it, needs them. Police smelled marijuana
9: inside the car and pro bull cause searched a loaded handgun inside it of the car. The man was on a parallel for drug trafficking and weapon offenses.
10: Jeez Louise. Like, for self-defense, people should just buy katanas. That's how we should fight back.
9: Yeah, just do it with... No
10: control. guns. Just ban all guns. Yeah. Anything that shoots a projectile that can... Don't miss kill you. Yeah. It should be banned. Not nerf guns. Those Lesson learned
9: clean. on the local news. Don't mishandle guns. Don't treat dogs like dog poo. And and when acquiring hires, just make sure you got the best people for the job. Yeah. Especially if it's school if they really need special training. Mm hmm. But um yeah. That does it for this segment of the local news and events here on the 330 Podcast. Kobe, thank you very much for coming on to discuss this with me. No
10: problem. With that being said, everybody, until next time. Until next time. Hello, my name is Kobe, and welcome to Swivel Sports, where I sit in a swivel chair and talk about sports. Last week, we talked about the malice at the palace, so today let's talk about another huge basketball brawl that took place in 2006. Between the Denver Nuggets and the New York Knicks, but is known in some circles as the Brawl at the Garden due to the name of the New York Knicks' arena, the Madison Square Garden. Throughout the game, it's a close game until halfway through the fourth quarter, where the Nuggets go on a run to outscore the Knicks with a little over a minute left of game time. People believe that the fight truly started with Knicks coach Isaiah Thomas talking to Nuggets player Carmelo Anthony during some Nuggets free throws. Thomas told Anthony a few things before telling him to, quote, have some class. It was later revealed after the game that Thomas noted that Nuggets coach George Carl had kept all of his starters on the floor, which Thomas thought showed a lack of sportsmanship. A possession later, the Nuggets stripped the ball from the Knicks, with Nuggets player J.R. Smith committing a fast break down the floor. In an act of frustration, Knicks player Marty Collins threw his hands down on J.R. Smith's neck, drawing an immediate flagrant two-foul. Afterwards, Smith and Collins got together before the rest of the Knicks players come in and try and pry the two apart. Nick's player Nate Robinson tries to shove J.R. Smith away, and another Knicks player, David Lee, tries to keep Smith away from the rest of the players. Eventually, J.R. Smith gets free from Lee's grasp and tackles Robinson in the front row of the seating in the arena where photographers reside. After some time, it seems that everything has calmed down to the point of assessing technicals and ejecting Marty Collins. However, Carmelo Anthony and Collins started to jaw at each other, which resulted in Anthony throwing and connecting a punch at Collins who was sent straight to the floor. The punch was so loud that the people in the stands and even people watching the game at home could hear it. Some Knicks players chased after Anthony, but Knicks coaches held them back while Anthony ran over to the Nuggets bench. After the dust finally settled, it was concluded that none of the fans had made it onto the court as opposed to the malice of the Palace, which occurred two years prior. It was determined that all players that were out on the floor at the time of the fight were ejected. All 10 players from each team had to walk off the floor. Afterwards, the remaining players from each team continued the game, which had about a minute left of game time. After the game, a total of seven suspensions were given out. This included Carmelo Anthony, who was suspended for 15 games and was fined over $640,000 of his salary. J.R. Smith, Nate Robinson, Marty Collins, Knicks player Jared Jeffries, who had chased after Anthony after he threw the punch. Nuggets player Nene and Knicks player Jerome James were also suspended. The day following the brawl, Anthony issued a statement and apology to his family, to the NBA, and to the fans. He also specifically apologized to Marty Collins, whom he directly struck during the incident. That was it for Swivel Sports. Now on to food court with Julia and Elise.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Simon Powers, and this is The 330. Stay tuned for next week's episode.